0: Have you checked out the new Brian Nichols Show collection over at Proud Libertarian? Head to BrianNicholsShow.com forward slash shop and you can grab some amazing Liberty swag that will definitely help pique some interest from our Good Ideas Don't Require Force snapbacks, Alexa Overthrow the Government t-shirts, Question Everything mugs, and of course our ever popular Don't Hurt People, Don't Take People's Stuff bumper sticker. The Brian Nichols Show shop over at Proud Libertarian has all the Liberty swag you need. And hey, if you're looking for more awesome Liberty apparel, check out the rest of the amazing Proud Libertarian store while you're over there. And be sure to use code TBNS at checkout to get 10% off your entire order. That's right, 10% off your entire order from Proud Libertarian including everything over at the Brian Nichols Show shop. And all you have to use is code TBNS at checkout. One more time, head to Show.com forward slash shop and check out the brand new Brian Nichols Show store over at Proud Libertarian and use code TBNS at checkout for 10% off your entire entire order. Victor Antonio, welcome to the program. Selling is all about, really, we're not selling a product, you're not selling a service, you're not selling value, you're not selling whatever you think you're selling a solution, you're selling change. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show, your source for common sense politics on the We Are Libertarians Network. As a sales and marketing executive in the greater telecommunications cybersecurity industry, Brian works with C-level executives to help them future-proof their company's infrastructure for an uncertain future. And in each episode, Brian takes that experience and applies it to the liberty movement. This is why we talk about being the trusted advisor. You should be able to help use that expert guidance and all the opinions that I'm sure that you have and help lead them towards not just a decision, but the right decision. Instead of focusing on simply winning arguments or being right, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and their application in the world of politics, showing you how to ask better questions, tell better stories, and ultimately change people's minds. And now, your host, Brian Nichols. Stay there, folks, Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show, and thank you for joining us on, of course, another fun-filled episode. Today, though, it's a little bit more of some uh, unfortunate topics, that being of what is happening down in Australia. Now, before we get there, yes, I am, in fact, your humble host, Brian Nichols, and thank you for joining us on the episode. And today, we are hearing from Stuart from Liberty Down Under, and he is digging into what is happening in Australia, because truly, watching the videos, seeing the pictures, it, it gives you some context, but it really doesn't paint the full picture. And having Stewart's insights and really showing not only what's happening, but the temperature of the people and how there really hasn't been much hope for the, the folks there in the pro-liberty camp, well, it's on us to help raise up those voices of liberty who are fighting to get some semblance of of their liberties back. So, with that being said, on to the show, Stuart from Liberty Down Under, here on The Brian Nichols Show. Hey, man, it's good to be here. Absolutely. Stuart, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today, and uh, thank you for fighting the good fight. In uh, the country that we used to look at, I think, as a relatively kind of normal, nothing really conspicuous in terms of your, your happenings, but all of a sudden, Australia became really topic of conversation here over the past two years, and maybe not for... The best of reasons. So thankfully, we got folks like you, Stuart, down there fighting the good fight. And yes, uh, being champions and voices for liberty. But let's start off. Introduce yourself to the Brian Nichols Show audience. And specifically, how are things down in Australia? Look, (laughs) every day is is really
1: worrying for for everyone. Everyone I talk to, like, just trying to get through one day at a time at this point.
0: Yeah, one day at a time. Well, let's dig into that. Um, One day at a time is tough because in our world, uh, and I say that, you know, we see this I I can't even really put into context of what you're experiencing. Things are rough, right? Like the cities yeah. are still, the st- cities are still weird, you know. But what you're experiencing, it's com- it, it's like everything we've experienced times a hundred. I mean, you have people being you know locked up for for standing against these just insane COVID mandates, and it doesn't seem like people are really giving an inch in terms of lifting these restrictions or are we wrong there Stuart is there any glimmer of hope?
1: Look there is, but there's not much um <laughs> I think I think it's, it is possible to come out of this but it's going be it's gonna be a hard fight to do.
0: Yeah it will it definitely will be a hard fight. Um, so specifically why why do you think it's going to be a hard fight?
1: Because it's, it's all about the cultural war, really. Like, I talk to people all the time in America, and they're always like, oh, if you guys had guns, you'd be you'd be free. And I'm like, because we, well, if those who don't know, we had a, a mandatory gun buy back in 1996. So we've got a lot of gun control since then. Uh, a lot of Americans say, oh, it's because you guys don't have guns. That's why, you know, you're not fighting back against tyranny. And my, my argument always is, well, that's just a symptom, not the actual problem itself. The actual problem is the same mindset that caused us to, get, to give up our, our guns 25 years ago. Is what's causing us today to to submit to tyranny? It's all about the, the cultural mindset of people. people. What is we, that? We take it we, we take our freedom for granted here. So we didn't fight a war of independence like America. Uh, we got independence uh, by voting in a uh, to get our constitution sent to the UK Parliament to get approved by them, and then they approved that and gave it to us. So we've got our independence through voting. So we and uh, we haven't we haven't also fought a war like for national defense. We haven't really been at risk from war. So we don't take freedom, they're taken for granted here. They're not, you know, really valued in any way.
0: Interesting, interesting. And what about the people who have now seen firsthand their individual liberties restricted? Has there been any pushback whatsoever, even though they maybe aren't inclined to look at freedom as a natural, I guess, like I want to say a natural right, which just feels so weird to even question that. But is that the case?
1: There's some pushback from the fringes and, and different state premiers, which is our version of the governor, um, have different approaches. They're all degrees of tyranny, but some of them aren't as bad as others. Uh, but by and large, anyone who's resisting is, is on the fringes of
0: society. Tell me more. Tell me more about the, the, the people who are resisting. Who, who can we look to as the people standing in right now against this uh, just authoritarian lockdown that's been taking place in Australia?
1: So you've got uh there's a few like the our main conservative media outlet uh sky news which is our version of fox uh has been critical of the, the left wing um governments and and their tyranny let's say so from the right um so because of course they've got their own you know personal agenda of you know Support the right, attack the left. Whereas the left attacks the left, supports uh, attacks the right, supports the left. So it's it, both sides are doing it basically. Uh, but b- between the left and the right in the media, they're attacking everyone and defending everyone. Uh, then you've got a few fringe political parties. Um, I say fringe because they're because they're minor. We do actually have minor parties, unlike America, because we've got preferential voting. So we do have a few minor parties that have a couple of senators or members of parliament uh, here and there. They've a few of them have been critical of the lockdowns, but yeah by and large uh the masses are pretty supportive of it and even when they do try and speak out they get that uh, shut down so we had a few tradies or, or tradesmen i guess uh a few, uh, few weeks ago they were protesting against um mandatory vaccines in their industry in in victoria and then the secret the uh, union secretary came out the national union secretary came out and called them far-right extremists and these are union workers so if anyone who speaks out is far extremist um the next day was, that was monday the next day we had another protest uh where even more tradesmen came out in force wearing you know like high-vis high-vis um clothing and then uh, they they got labeled uh by the left as being apparently they were paid actors from the liberal party which is our conservatives apparently they were all paid actors and they're all uh far-right nazis neo-nazis uh, if you're anti-locked in your pro-COVID, all this sort of rhetoric against uh, anyone who's speaking out. And as, as you said, people being locked up as well. So we had one guy who was um, inciting protests, so he got eight months behind bars, uh, lots of fines. There's currently laws be- uh, before the parliament in Victoria right now uh, for if you break uh, restrictions and uh, put someone at serious risk. Uh, it's a $90,000 fine or two years behind bars. That is in US dollars at $67,000, i am pretty sure, uh, 90000 Australian dollars. So it's ridiculous.
0: <laughs> wow. Wow. It's interesting. You say um, everybody who opposes the COVID regime over in Australia, they're either labeled far-right extremists, neo-Nazis, and wow, people in America, they're, they're nodding their head in agreement because you hear the echo of that. And, and, and instead, was it here? You're racist, right? We heard this with Glenn, Glenn Youngkin winning his uh, his seat there in Virginia for the governorship in response to it. You know, you, you had a, a chorus of, of leftist pundits on all the corporate media channels. And what were they saying? Racism, 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 racism. And I think your average person, though, is starting to maybe tune that out, at least here in America. Is that not the case in Australia or do you see a glimmer of hope?
1: Look, as I said before, there is there is some hope. There's not much, but there is some hope. It'll be, like, I don't expect to see anything change this, this year. I'm, I'm expecting maybe in the new year, if we see, if you see the military being brought in or when the COVID camps finally get up and running, that sort of stuff, like, that's when we people resisting. But, like, in America, you guys have the Bill of Rights. So people at least know that their theoretical rights and, you know, they have an understanding. You know, I've got the right to free speech, the right to bear arms. We didn't have anything like that. Um a couple of states have human rights acts as just normal statutes. They're not, they're not the same level as the constitution. They're just, you know, the same as everything else. Uh, and, and, the, and those acts have, bought, have built into them uh, safety provisions so that rights can be overridden in the name of safety. Uh, so we don't have this understanding. People like don't know their rights, literally. Like people just don't understand, you know, what they are and are allowed to do. Whereas in America, you guys do have the Bill of Rights. To the table. Everyone can see it and read it and it's simple to understand. People know their rights.
0: People don't know their rights there, and what's scary is that you said it might take the COVID camps. I wrote a note there. You said COVID camps in the military to wake people up. But you know that that's sad. But that maybe that will give you guys a little bit of a jump start because you saw that, especially you know in the 1950s and 60s, what really jump started the, the civil rights movement was your average person saying, "No, we're not going to see Black Americans be you know beaten and and have dogs chase after them." That, no that, that these are these are people and and your average person start to say enough and I'm hoping that and unfortunately right if it, if it came to that that your your average person who is so numb to what has been really to your point and you, you you hit this I think in the nail on the head we had this here especially in a lot of these more blue cities here in America is this kind of just um under appreciation for what freedom actually is and and how how easily it can be lost and if you did have a little bit of a jump start it could really give people in australia some some hope maybe and, and then maybe we can avoid this from happening in the future because i mean i i see it you know we had livelihoods crushed um and it's all it was all in the name of public safety right uh, the, the the in our world it was the um the unessential workers versus the essential workers so w- where do you see in in terms of reaching the the people who are turn, turned off right now how would you want to diagnose and trying to to maybe get a playbook set up to to reach them, to to get them to maybe be more empathetic to the anti-lockdown, anti-mandate uh, narrative.
1: Well, that's why I, encu- I, I that's why I encourage uh, non-violent resistance because I look at like as you said the civil rights movement. We saw that you know they weren't fighting back with with, with firearms. They were civil. Civil non-resistance, you know, civil disobedience—they were not being violent, and that to their own hearts and minds. So I see this as, as very much being a, a hearts and minds issue, a cultural battle, not a political one. Because the the problem we have is, if anything political is an uphill battle, because we've got so much apathy over here. So for those who don't know, voting is mandatory in Australia. It's been mandatory for about a hundred years. Uh, so people see it as, as a civil duty, not a you know democratic privilege or anything like that so people would just go out on a saturday uh cast their cast their vote at the election and then go home for the rest of the day. It's on the weekend as well so people you know you see it as being you know same as everything else in their in their life it's not, nothing important so there's political apathy all across the country because of that so even if we tried to do a political campaign a lot of people just wouldn't care so it, for every voter that we turn against the the establishment there's another voter that will be voting for them regardless because all they know is a two major parties so they go to the election, tick the box and say they want to vote for this party and then just go home. So that's the problem we have in, in political um the the political fights. We have to rely on more more the cultural side of things.
0: Well right there, the cultural side of things I see it in America. I see the temperature, you know, it's changed. The narratives have changed. There's a poll that just came out as we're recording here today on the ninth. Um I think it was the Hill uh had a, a poll that they they just highlighted and it was 70 70 70% or 77% of Americans say that woke culture has gone too far. Um, and that you know, there's only like 29% think that woke culture is acceptable. And that shows to me that there's a, a large group of people who have acknowledged fundamentally that the the leftist progressive narratives has entirely jumped the shark. And I'm seeing the conversations change just In my circles, just by people acknowledging how insane the narrative is, what do you think is stopping people from kind of even not even the apathy that you spoke of, but just getting out of that cognitive dissonance bubble of looking to see just what else is out there in terms of of thought and the way of thinking in terms of approaching these these problems with different solutions?
1: So I think the problem for us is you know almost all of the media that we have is is saying the same things, same with the government. So everyone's saying these the same message over and over again. So it gets stuck in their minds that this is the only way to do it. It's all about safety. So I think that's what it is. They're, they're constantly surrounded by the same information. There's no diversity really. As I said, we do have one one news outlet that's more conservative, uh. But even then, you know, they're still not attacking. So they even then like they're going only going to pick on certain certain states. Uh, I'm talking to people up in Queensland, which is where I am, and they criticize Dan Andrews in Victoria, but not the government in New South Wales, which is more conservative. So it's all divided along political lines, but ultimately, there's no one taking. We've told it's left versus right, not uh, state versus the people. So people are too busy fighting one another to focus on fighting the state.
0: It is state versus the people, absolutely. And, and let's dig into beyond the corporate media. What about social media? Because I know I've seen. That there's been a, an attempt, and I'm not sure. Tell me if I'm wrong. Did it actually go through in trying to curtail people from sharing information that goes against the government narrative in Australia from different social media channels?
1: Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, so there's all, all over the place. There, uh, you know, sh- shutting people down and stopping them from 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 uh, speaking out. Uh, we've had police to people's houses, not, door knocking with with memes that they've made online uh in new south wales no sorry in in melbourne in victoria we had a i think it was melbourne uh we had the police went to the house of a woman who was pregnant uh because she shared one post on facebook about the protests people being locked up The the guy who got eight months behind bars uh he ran an instagram account that was anti anti-lockdown uh he got and because of that that was around twenty thousand followers he got eight months behind bars because of it um when we had the, 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 the protests, uh, Facebook stopped all live streams. So you couldn't even do live streams to show what's happening on the ground. At the same time, the Victorian police got a no fly order over Melbourne. So the civilian helicopters couldn't fly over it and get uh, aerial shots of how big the protests were. So it's, it's, it's the con- collaboration by the, the media outlets, social media, and the police really.
0: How do you communicate? So how are you able to get the messaging out there with all of these barriers that have been put in your way.
1: I think it's it's just sheer determination at this point, honestly. Uh, even even Telegram um, isn't perfect because you've got police going on there and, and undercover agents going on there. So it is really, you know, trust no one. Um, people have have to have very very strict personal security measures online to that a lot of people. That's why you see so few podcasters, because everyone wants to hide their face um, because they don't want to get caught for it. Because there was a law passed earlier this year that allows the federal government to access your phones if they think you're going to commit, you could commit a federal crime like treason. So they think they can access your phones um, and ed- edit and alter all data on your phones if and, and computers if, if they think that you might if they have a reasonable suspicion that you, that if they have a reasonable suspicion that you might commit a crime that is a federal crime we haven't seen anything on the state level like that yet but we have seen that at a federal level so that's your treason that sort of stuff um so that that that's worrying as well so people people have to be very very you know guarded in what they do and what they say online <laughs> that's why you don't see me saying things like nazi and, and fascist and communist because I'm like oh, I'm not going to touch that because if I do you know I could be banned I'll do more good being on here and just being a bit more careful than I would by going outright and saying Nazi and communist and fascist and getting banned. Yeah. I could do more good in, in the term by, by not using those words because I can use other words instead and so get the same message across without using that language. So just, but then people that I know will still take uh, in the opposite direction and they'll always say na- Nazi and fascist and communist. So it just depends on the, the, the person and, you know, what they think is necessary uh, for them to, you know, avoid, avoid government uh, when it comes to social media.
0: I laugh. And you just said, that's worrying. <laughs> yeah, it's worrying because it's, <laughs> dy- it's a little dystopian. If we're going to be real Stewart. Like, yes, I, you're not wrong. We're, we're talking about this. And this is the part that kind of blows me away. We're in 2021 and t- two years ago, 2019. But if we had even like said, okay, worst case scenario, where do you see the planet in two years? In a year, like (laughs) I don't even think like in your most insane Stephen King novel, would you have what's what's really not just taken place in specific hotspots, but it's taken place globally. And we've seen it. This is where I get banned. We've seen it seems like a concerted effort across the board to have one narrative of what works to prevent the the virus and then the other saying, hold up, time out. Can we look at the actual data? Can we look at the actual science? That's why I've been trying to raise up the voices of people like Nick Hudson from Panda um because you know they're going out and they're doing the hard work to look and, and find not just the the actual data of the the pandemic uh, the pandemic but also going into the context of it and showing not just the the death toll and the the numbers but also the economic impacts as well. And you have other folks out there like Jeffrey Tucker from the Brownstone or uh, Brownstone Institute who are doing great work. So that's why we need to raise up more of these voices and, and candidly Stewart, that's why it's sad that, you know, we, we have to get to a point where we only can get one or two people from Australia to be able to come on shows. Cause they're afraid they're afraid to even talk about stuff because of what the government might do from knocking in their door because they posted a meme, man, I'm, I, I'm hoping for you guys. I'm praying for you guys. So what can we do? Right. This, this show is about solutions. We want to be able to help wherever we can. So where can we help uh what can we do on our end to help all you folks down under from going under
1: Look, i think the best thing i think the best thing that you guys can do is like make some noise you know if, if you see anything online share it. especially police violence uh that's the big thing that'll get people's attention because if you like just average like a normal news story just saying you know here's what the, here's an update on australia you know isn't going to be as hard hitting as here's a here's a police officer beating up a woman uh here's a police officer a pepper spraying a woman at the protest like that's going to what you that's going to be what you use to to get real anger because we've have seen someone some people even more moderates have seen the police violence that's been enough for them to to uh flip a, against the the government but then on the other hand you've got um leftists who are now calling for police brut- uh, brutality uh antifa australian antifa which is I wish I, I wish I had to stay with you guys. I don't think we should have it over here. It's bad enough as it is without having Antifa over here. Uh, Antifa is doing uh, pro-lockdown rallies now. Uh, they're doing counter-protests against uh, anti-lockdown protests. Then they're, they're doing... They got a, Apparently, they're doing a, a pro-lockdown protest earlier. Oh, sorry, later this month at some point, um, which is ridiculous. Uh, but they're out there, you know, saying that, really, like, anyone should be, should be locked up and the police need to enforce these mandates. If you don't comply, you should be locked up. We're seeing all these leftists on online, you know, supporting police violence. When last year they were saying that we need to defund the police. Right. Uh,
0: the, oh my God.
1: I, I put a clip that there a couple months ago. In fact, we had a police officer, uh, the Deputy Police Commissioner for Victoria last year said that it's a human right to be able to protest. And then you have a police commander this year from Victoria again who said the protests do nothing, they've never worked, don't do it. So everyone, like this time last year or or June, July last year, you had police kneeling with protesters. Same time this year, you got police pepper spraying protesters for wanting freedom of choice. So definitely, you know, sharing everything you can, creating international, international outrage. Again, obviously, you know, kind of win over the far left. The far left would probably say you guys are meddling Americans, meddling Brits, etc. But you've got, like, the MPs from Poland, for example, that were outside the Australian embassy complaining about the Australian government. So create an international anger to, get guess, force the government's hand is probably the best thing that you guys can do right now where we try and fight on the ground. It's got to be concerted effort from all around the world if we want to have any chance of, of freedom because Australians alone... Can't do this because there's no international. Like internationally, we're not seeing any much condemnation. But if we can get the international pressure as well on on the government, because we know the government cares about their image internationally, so if we can try and rely on that and use some leverage there, that'd be definitely be be advantageous for us Australians.
0: I, I'm I'm just shocked, Stuart, that we're having this conversation about Australia of all places. It just it still baffles my mind. But with that being said, obviously yes, we will make sure. We continue to raise awareness and we will continue to raise uh, the, the fervor when we see the atrocities taking place. Yes, yeah, specifically from the hands of, of those state agents. And, and unfortunately, it's those people who are sadly behind that thin blue line. In many cases right here in Australia, you're seeing in your case um, it, how quickly, how quickly things can turn from being the people who uh, protect and serve to now are enforcing and and demanding and that's scary uh so with that being said we want to make sure we can point folks uh especially for our audio listener to go ahead and find uh find you online to continue the conversation so with that being said stewart where can folks go ahead and uh, go ahead and reach out if they want to uh, learn more
1: so on twitter liberty down under underspelt u-n-d-r on instagram it's u-n-d-e-r then you can check out our podcast the country of liberty which is on apple spotify etc plus the australian Liberty network which i've set up to you know to help get the message out there, we've got that. So that's what the podcast is part of. That we've got a website being launched. Hopefully, hopefully within a week, it's been a, a, a very delayed, but hopefully, that should come out within a week. A website as well. You can find our YouTube channel, Australian Liberty Network, on on YouTube. We will put some videos there, some live streams about what's going on over here as well.
0: Awesome. And well, how about this? That, and oh, you can find ahead. that
1: page. You can find that page on Twitter at OzLib Network as well.
0: Don't you love the the fact that you know you're already in the future? By the way, we're recording here. Uh, for the for, I said that we're recording the ninth. He's already on the tenth. He's uh, recording nine a.m. his time. So yeah, if you heard a little bit of a lag there, folks, don't blame us. It's to, it's the fact that we're you know across the world from each other, and also probably the Australian feds are going after us. So uh, with that being said, folks, we'll make sure we include all the links so it's easier for you to go ahead and uh, follow Stuart and also support all the work that they're doing down down there, down quite literally down there, uh, down under Liberty, down under. Uh, we'll go ahead say uh, head over to the Brian Show show notes you can go ahead click your show note uh, link artwork right there on the podcast catcher it'll bring you to not only today's episode where you can find the entire transcript of the episode but also all 400 plus episodes of the brian nickel show but with that being said stewart from liberty down under thanks for joining us on the program thank you Eight. From the same people who brought you Ebels, my Delta 8 is Delta 8 THC, offering a semi sedated physical sensation without the overwhelming mental simulation of Delta 9 THC, resulting in a smoother, much milder experience. Both Ebels and my Delta 8 offer both best quality product and customer service in the industry from helping manage chronic pain, anxiety, depression, and more. The reviews are in, folks. Both Ebels and my Delta 8 are truly game changers as a natural alternative to big pharma drugs. And hey, yours truly here at The Brian Nichols Show can vouch for the quality of Ebles and My Delta 8 having to deal with a herniated disc in my back plus years of sports injuries. Evils and My Delta 8 offer relief where generic medicines simply mask the pain. And did you know you can get Evils and My Delta 8 delivered right to your door at a special discounted price? That's right. All members of The Brian Nichols Show audience can use promo code TBNS at checkout and boom, discount applied. Again, that's code TBNS at checkout you get the highest quality CBD and Delta 8 THC on the market delivered right to your door. One more time, the code is TBNS at checkout. Alrighty, folks, that's going to wrap up our conversation with Stuart from Liberty Down Under. If you would do me a favor, please go ahead and share this episode. This is a conversation that is not only taking place literally right now, but you can have an impact, a very real impact in helping share Stuart's story and others like him who have been impacted so negatively by the Australian government with these just authoritarian lockdowns. So again, please, when you do go ahead and share the episode, make sure you go ahead and give him a tag and uh, please go ahead and give yours truly a tag as well at B Nichols Liberty. Coming up tomorrow, folks, well, it's going to be a one-on-one with you and me and we're going to go ahead and do a morning sales huddle. So strap in and uh, make sure if you have any questions, comments, or concerns that you want to see addressed on any of our morning sales huddles, well, do me a favor, email me, brian at brian Nichols show.com with your questions. And I will make sure I go ahead and give them an answer. But with that being said, it's Brian Nichols signing off here on the Brian Nichols show for Stuart from Liberty Down Under. We'll see you tomorrow.
1: Thanks for listening to the Brian Nichols show. Find more episodes
0: at Brian Nichols If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe. Want to help us reach more people? Give the show a five star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. Find us at BrianNicholsShow.com and download the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow me on social media at liberty and consider donating to the show at BrianNicholsShow.com forward slash support. The Brian Nichols Show is supported by viewers like you. Thank you to our patrons, Daryl Schmitz, Laura Stanley, Michael Lima, Mitchell Mankiewicz, Cody Johns, Craig DeCosta, and the We Are Libertarians Network. Audio production for The Brian Nichols Show is brought to you by DB Podcast Audio. Learn more by emailing inquiries to william at dbpodaudio.com.